Hey guys, Nancy here with T-Cell Logic. Hope you're all doing wonderful. Okay, so today our case is about the Idaho 4 or the University of Iowa students that were murdered back on November 13th, 2022. This case is fascinating. It's I know it's everywhere. It's all over the internet. It's all kinds of forums. I've been following it for some time now and i wanted to chime in on the case so i figured i'd make a video yeah i hope you guys like it so i will briefly run through the case and what it is happened on that night of november 13 2022 to kaylee gonzalez madison mogan ethan chapin and zena Kernado. I hope I'm pronouncing their names correctly. I've heard them pronounced a variety of different ways. Hopefully, it's correct. For those of you that are new, my name is Nancy and this is T-Cell Logic. I make videos about true crime and other interesting stuff. Mostly it's been true crime. It's always interesting. And this this handsome boy back here is Socrates Jones. Uh, he is a frequent guest on our videos. But anyway, let's get right into the case. So before I get into the most current news about the case, I did want to run through what happened on that night. I know most of you probably already know what happened and this is just a repeat of old news to us but I wanted to run through it just so that you know in case there is someone who is new to the case and doesn't know what happened you'll now know. <laughs> I'll be reading this directly from the Moscow Police Department website because I wanted to be precise with the information and make sure I do not miss any detail that would be important to the case and understanding the most current information and uh, news we have available to us. So on the evening of November 12th, Kaylee Goncalves and Madison Mogan were at a local bar called The Corner Club, which is located at 202 North Main Street in Moscow, Idaho. And this was between 10 p.m. and 1.30 a.m. that they were at this bar. At approximately 1.40 a.m., Kaylee and Madison were seen on video at a local food vendor called The Grub Truck at 318 South Main Street and used a private party for a ride home downtown to arrive at their 1122 King Road residence at about 1.56 a.m. Investigators have determined that Ethan Chapin and Zana Kernodo were seen at the Sigma Chai House on the University of Idaho campus at 735 Nez Perce Drive. At approximately 1.45 a.m., Ethan and Zena are believed to have returned to their residence at 1122 King Road. It was previously reported that Ethan resided at the home with the girls, but this was not the case. He was only visiting Zena, who is his girlfriend. He didn't actually live at residence. Detectives believe that on November 12th, the two surviving roommates, Bethany and Dylan, had also been out in the Moscow community separately, but returned home by 1 a.m. on November 13th. The two did not wake up until later that morning. 
On November 13th, the surviving roommates summoned friends to the residence because they believe one of the second floor victims had passed out and was not waking up. At 11.58 a.m., a 911 call requested aid for an unconscious person. That call was made from one of the surviving roommates' cell phone inside the residence. Multiple people talked to the 911 dispatcher before Moscow police arrived at the scene. Officers entered the residence and found two victims on the second floor and two victims on the third floor. On the second floor, it was Zena and Ethan, and on the third floor, it was Madison and Kaylee. Kaylee's dog, Murphy, was inside of Kaylee's room, we now know, and was not harmed. Autopsies were conducted on November 17, 2022. The Lata County coroner confirmed the identity of the four murdered individuals and their cause and manner of death as homicide by stabbing. The coroner stated the four victims were likely asleep, some had defensive wounds, and each was stabbed multiple times, or there was no sign of sexual assault. So that's what happened at the King Road residence. And ever since then, there's been so much speculation as to who could have committed this gruesome crime against these four young individuals who didn't seem to have any enemies. They were well-liked, they were doing good in school, everyone was just stumped as to who would do this to them. After the murders, there was footage from the grub truck that was released and this footage was analyzed like to no end. <laughs> People analyzed it over and over and picked out a whole bunch of things in that footage. One of the main things that was analyzed from that footage was the hoodie guy. A lot of people thought it was the guy in the white hoodie that was standing in the background watching them while they ordered food and waited for their food um, may have been responsible. They analyzed his every move. In that footage, you can see that Kaylee and Madison arrive with this white hoodie guy. While they are ordering food, he just stands in the background and watches them. It has been determined that he was there as a friend, just making sure that they got home safely. The girls were intoxicated. They were at the corner club for some time and they were drinking while there. Another person who was put under the microscope who was not in the grub truck footage was Kaylee's ex-boyfriend. Keep in mind, this is just the information we had available to us at that time. So people were trying to help solve the case with the information that we had available. And at that time, ex-boyfriend was one of those individuals that was scrutinized. He would have had a motive. You know, they'd just broken up a few weeks beforehand. They were dating for five years and Kaylee had gotten a new job in Austin, Texas and was only visiting Madison on that weekend to show off her new Range Rover. Her intention after that weekend was to graduate from university and move to Texas and start her new job. And a lot of people thought, you know, that would give the boyfriend a really good motive. Maybe he was jealous of her new job, jealous that she was gonna be meeting new people and moving on with her life while he stayed behind in Idaho. Also, one interesting tidbit of information is that on November 13, 22, when Kaylee and Maddie had returned from 
the grub truck. Haley called Jack a whole bunch of different times and when he wouldn't pick up, Madison ended up calling him twice as well, which he didn't pick up. So that also fed to the speculation that maybe it was Jack. We now know this was not the case with Kaylee and her ex-boyfriend did not have anything to do with this case and really stinks that he was dragged through the mud for so long and Hoodie Guy was dragged through the mud as well. And I'm sure they are very relieved that we now know who the main suspect actually is. That suspect is Brian Kohlberger. He is or was, now was, a Washington State University PhD student who was studying criminology. Of all majors, he was studying criminology. He was a teacher's assistant. Once you actually see this guy, he's kind of creepy. Like his eyes, just something about his eyes are just, it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. He just gives off a very creepy vibe. Let's go over what Ryan was doing that November 13th, 2022 night and sometime before then. It'll give us a clear picture of why he's a suspect and why he is more than likely guilty. Okay, so now let's get into the timeline with Ryan and what he was up to lurking around Moscow around the King Road residence. So at 2.42 a.m. on November 13th, Brian's phone is in the area of his apartment, which is at 1630 Northeast Valley Road in Pullman, Washington. So he lives out in Pullman because he's going to Washington State University. So that makes sense that he's in Pullman at this time. That's where we'd expect him to be. Things start getting weird after this. At 3.26 a.m., his white Elantra is captured on CCTV driving westbound on Indian Hills Drive in Moscow, which is not somewhere we would expect him to be that early in the morning. Then at 3.28 a.m., his white Elantra is captured by CCTV driving westbound on Steiner Avenue at Idaho State Highway 95 in Moscow. Between 3.29 a.m and 4.04 a.m. his white Elantra is kept on CCTV driving past 1122 King Road three different times. At approximately 4 a.m. Zena receives a food order from a DoorDash driver. At about 4.04 a.m. the white Elantra drives past the King Road residence for a fourth time. He attempts to park on Queen Road which is right next to King Road like on the apartment side of it. There's like a few apartment buildings on on the queen side of the road. And uh, he attempts to park, but he's unable to, so he turns around and goes down King Road again. So Dylan is in her second floor bedroom, which is interesting because prior to this affidavit being released, we all thought that her room was on the first level of the house, which is, like a basement level if you will if you're coming in from the back it's a three-story house and like the main level in the front of the house is like the first floor but if you go in through the back it seems like the second floor is the first floor anyway so dylan is in the bedroom on the second floor and she hears what she thinks is the sound of kaylee playing with murphy at this time so a few moments later dylan hears what she thinks is kaylee saying someone is here but it may have also been Zena who said that 
We're not really sure who said it. It would make sense if it was Kaylee saying that because with Zayna getting her DoorDash order at around 4 a.m., she's likely not going to say someone's here. She'll probably say something like, oh, my DoorDash order is here. And that's why I think it may have been Kaylee who said that because it just make more sense for her to say that. After Dylan hears someone say someone is here, she opens up her door and peeks outside to see if she can see anyone. At this time, she's already aware awake and kind of curious as to you know, what all the commotion is in the house um, but she doesn't see anything when she peeks out the door she goes back in her room at 4 12 a.m Zena was on tiktok using the tiktok app on her phone you know maybe she just left it on and wasn't actually on the app because it's such a short timeline like between when brian actually gets into the house from the back door and when he leaves which was a very short time frame. He's seen leaving at 4.20 a.m. So it's a really tight timeline. And for Zayna to be on TikTok at 4.12 a.m., you know, that's, that's a really tight timeline. During this time around 4.12, Dylan hears some crying outside her door. And she thinks that the crying is coming from Zayna's room. So she opens her door and peeks outside and she hears a male voice say, it's okay, I'm going to help you. And we don't know whose voice that was saying that. It may have been Brian. And if it was Brian, that's creepy as heck. But it may also have been Ethan. We don't know. We don't know for sure. So at 4.17 a.m., a CCTV camera from the next door neighbor's house, which is really close to the 1122 house, captures the sound of voices or whimpering, followed by a loud thud and a dog barking numerous times after that, after the thud. Dylan, still wondering what the heck is going on in the house, opens her door for a third time because she's still hearing crying from the outside of her room, thinking it's coming from Zena's room. And when she does this for the third time, she sees a tall male with bushy eyebrows and a mask covering his mouth and nose walking towards her. And when she sees him walking towards her, she stands there frozen, just scared wondering who this person is he walks past her and i'm not sure if he walked past her as in like he saw her and just walked past her or didn't see her and walked past her which is where she would have caught a glimpse of him and and is able to describe you know, what he looks like and the bushy eyebrows anyway when he walks past her he goes towards the sliding back door through the kitchen and exits the home through the sliding glass doors in the kitchen area. After this, she goes back in her room and locks herself in. After he speeds off, the white Elantra is seen driving southbound on Walenta Drive. And it's believed that he left that area using a Honestoga Drive. At 4.48, Brian Kohlberger's phone is turned on again. It is traveling on Highway 95 south of Moscow near Blaine, Idaho. 4.50 a.m. to 5.26 a.m., Brian Kohlberger's phone is traveling south on Highway 95 to Genesee, Idaho. 
then traveling west toward Uniontown, and then north back into Pullman, Washington. And this is a really long way to take because it usually only takes about 15 to 20 minutes from what I understand to get from Pullman to Moscow, Idaho. So the fact that he's driving down to Genesee and then to Uniontown and taking all these side roads, ending up taking almost an hour to get home is really weird. Like, I wonder what he was doing or what he was thinking during that drive. The white Elantra is captured on CCTV turning north on Bishop Boulevard and northwest on SR 270. At 5.27 a.m., the white Elantra is captured on CCTV traveling northbound on Stadium Way at Nevada Street and at Grimes Way on Stadium Drive at Wilson Road and at Cougar Way. Brian Kohlberger's phone is in the area at this time as well. So his phone pings match the CCTV footage of his white Elantra. At 5.30 a.m., Brian Kohlberger's phone is traveling towards his apartment in Pullman, Washington. So then, after he gets home, does whatever he does at home for a few hours, at 9 a.m., Brian Kohlberger's phone leaves the area of his apartment and travels towards Moscow, Idaho. And at 9.12 a.m. to about 9.21 p.m., Brian's phone pings right at the King Road residence. This guy drove back to Moscow the next day at 9 a.m. for I don't know what reason. Maybe it's when he realized that he'd left the sheet in the house which would incriminate him obviously who knows who knows why he was there driving past the house which is just so creepy and then at 9 32 his phone pings over by his pullman residence again and then shortly before 11 58 a.m the two surviving roommates wake up and the surviving roommates summon friends over to the house they don't call 911 right away they called their friends first to come over which no one really knows why they did that instead of calling 911 right away and people are also questioning why dylan didn't call 911 right away when she observed the guy with the mask um, in the early morning hours. But we don't really know. We don't know what happened exactly. We don't know what she was thinking or feeling at the time. It's definitely an unusual situation to be in that no one really knows how they're going to react in a situation like that. So we can't really judge her until we know the facts. Um, and even then, you know, it's, it's hard to know what you would do in that situation. Um, anyway, after that, uh, the police come over, the coroner comes over, the investigators come over and start looking into what the heck happened. At 12 p.m., all four victims are pronounced dead. Then at 12.36 p.m., going back to Brian, um, he is seen on CCTV footage in the area of Kate's Cup and Joe in Clarkson, Washington. So he's definitely making the rounds around Washington and Idaho, driving all over the place. And then at 12.46 p.m., his phone is in the area of Albertson's Grocery Store in Clarkson, Washington. He goes inside of Albertson's where he is captured by the cameras inside of Albertson's. So we know it was in fact him that was at Albertson and he drove there with his Elantra. Then at 5.32 p.m. to 5.36 p.m., Brian's phone is in the area of Johnson, Idaho. And then at 5.36 to 8.30 p.m., Brian's phone is out of coverage and turned off. 
And so that's what happened with Brian. That's where he was driving around. Between 5.36 and the 8.30 p.m. timeline, I think that he was driving somewhere in Idaho or Washington trying to dump that knife. Anyways, that does it for today's video. I hope to have some more updates coming up here in the next few days. But yeah, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And I hope to see you next time. Bye.